welcome to Oralphonic episode 16, a podcast about podfic. Today's topic is Harry Potter, and we're going to do a showcase of all the podfic in that fandom. I'm Jenna Pod, and I have with me... Dodificus. And before we jump into it, Jen, I would just like to say you've got some really sexy, like you've obviously been sick recently because <laughs> your voice is all sex phone line voice. Hey. <laughs> yeah, this is very true. I've been sick for like two, three weeks now. Yeah. So enjoy, listeners. Enjoy. Yeah, uh-huh. just for you guys. Maybe I should be recording some podfic. I should pick a really sexy thing yes, and go yes. for it. Yeah, while I'm in the zone. Mm-hmm. People do that. It's true. You might as well take advantage of being sick while you can, right? It's one good thing. So uh, I guess first we have news. We do. And it's that time of year again where I get to do some shameless self-promotion. Hey, go for it. The feedback, Podpig Feedback Challenge is running April 1st to 15th this year. Um, I can't remember how many years I've been doing it for, four or five maybe. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, the the com is We Love Podpig on Dreamwith and we just do some fun games and, and kind of rivalries and and challenges all related to commenting on Podfic, which is always good fun for Podficers, and it turns out to be good fun for Podfic listeners as well. So come and check it out. Nice. So that's a pretty big challenge, and in addition we have coming up, actually starting perfectly on March 15th, I feel like they might have planned it for us, <laughs> it should be today if you're listening to this right away, is Amplificathon. So this is the 2016 run of it. It's running from March 15th to April 30th. And probably if you're in Podfic, you know what Amplificathon is, because <laughs> it is basically the biggest challenge of the year. Um, I'm interested, yeah, in feedback if someone doesn't know about it, because that would be... I mean, that would show that we really moved away from kind of... That's true, because it is it is journal-based. Um, yeah. yeah. Hosted on Dreamwith, mostly nowadays. It's not a coincidence that the feedback challenge runs at the same or around the same time as Amplificathon, because initially when I started it, it was because I was archiving all these Amplificathon podpics that got posted, and, like, mine would be the only comment and mine would just be here's your archive link oh yeah okay yeah. so yeah amplificathon i mean if you if you're thinking about getting into podfic and you haven't yet it's a great time to start because it's kind of fun community spirit there's lots of stuff being posted lots of chatter um and they give out little prizes at the end um banners and such um yeah and obviously you know the last couple of years the people who have won it won it have just had incredible numbers like just ridiculous numbers of points and posting it's really impressive so, so shocking yeah and last bit of news is that the round two artist signups close on the 30th of this month for fem slash big bang mm-hmm. uh, i read the post and they seem pretty open to to all kinds of art very inclusive so if you're into fem slash and you're into big bangs go check out that com on tumblr and we'll link it in our pin board all right, so you got some talk back on the last episode about, about Audacity, which I wasn't involved in. I was sunning myself on a deck, uh-huh. drinking cocktails. So, yeah, here's, here's a talk back from Lavender Frost. 
Hey, it's Lemon Frost here with my first oral phonic talkback. Um, I had some feedback for your uh, Audacity Tips episode. Most of what she has to say um, is some good technical feedback, uh, just adding to some of the things we talked about last episode, really some of the things that Padika talked about last episode, because it's <laughs> her expertise on, on show there. The first bit is about uh, using the noise gate and the noise removal tools, and that's quite interesting. I know Padika mentioned not really liking Audacity's noise removal tool, and she ends up just using Ophonic. And uh, I know she was saying it was because it seemed like you could never, you could either never get enough noise out, or you could deal with degraded audio, and you could never really find a happy medium. And I absolutely understand what she's talking about. I shared that frustration for a long time. Um, And I just wanted to point out that if you're using a noise gate for your breathing in conjunction with Audacity's noise removal tool, you really don't have to go at the noise so hard with the noise removal tool in the first place. The noise gate will be acting like a second round of noise removal, reducing your background noise as well as your breathing in the first place. Um, I've had noise gates take care of the same kind of issues that Padika has, like appliances coming on while you're recording, although for me it's the AC instead of the heater since I live in Arizona instead of Canada. But um, <clears throat> yeah, like I used to time my recording sessions for days when I could be home alone and just turn off the AC and sweat it out while recording. And since I started using noise gates, I don't really have to worry about it anymore. The second is commentary on Black Glasses talk back from the previous one and <laughs> response. It's, it's all getting I want, insane. I want us to go down like this this <laughs> downward spiral of talkbacks to talkbacks to talkbacks. I know. Somebody <laughs> somebody respond in turn to this, which is her comment about leaving sound at the beginning. In Black Glasses talk back, she mentioned where I told her about leaving longer noise samples at the beginning of your recordings and not being sure if it's legit. And I just wanted to reassure you guys that it's absolutely 100% legit. I got it straight from the online official Audacity manual thing. So, yeah. And then the last bit is something about the compressor tool. Another thing Padika mentioned was not really having any advice for leveling out your audio in Audacity because, again, she uses Ophonic. And I wanted to point out that you can automatically level out your audio volume in Audacity by using the Amplify and Compressor tools. I know I tweeted you guys about this the night you released the episode, but I just wanted to get into a bit more detail. Uh, The compressor tool in Audacity works a little like noise gates in that it only alters the volume of audio within certain ranges. Where it's different is that the compressors will lower the volume of loud parts, like the shouting Padika was talking about, rather than the quieter parts, like the breathing noises that we always want out. And yeah, um, I use it in conjunction with the Amplify tool. The way I do it is after I've removed the noise and most of the breathing and all the messed up lines, I compress the audio and then raise or lower the overall volume to whatever level I want with the Amplify tool so that things are nice and even. And sometimes if it's a particularly weird recording, I'll rinse and repeat those two steps until I'm satisfied because when 
the more you you uh you raise the overall volume of the track, the more loud parts you'll have falling within the compressor's range for it to even out. And yeah. So those are my two cents. <laughs> I'll leave the screen cap I tweeted for you guys of my compressor settings in the AO3 comment where I leave my talk back. And I'll add links to the Audacity manual pages I talked about so you guys can do your own reading if you want. So I hate to say that neither Dodie or I can comment very intelligently on those those three tips from her um, because we're garage band girls. Yeah, that means nothing to me. <laughs> Anyway, we thank uh, Lavender Frost for a very insightful talkback. I'm sure that will be useful to everyone who's using Audacity. And we had a second one from Revolutionary Joe, which is a really good intro uh, into our topic today of Harry Potter. So let's listen to that. Hi, Oral Phonic. This is Revolutionary Joe, and I'm super excited that you're doing a Harry Potter showcase this episode. Harry Potter was my gateway into participating in Podfic fandom. It wasn't the first fandom I recorded Podfic for, but it was the first fandom I posted Podfic for. So it has a really special place in my heart, is what I'm saying. I also wanted to talk briefly about some fandom history stuff, which might be a personal history, honestly. I don't, I don't have an objective source to verify or not, but um, way back in the day, in 2008-2009, it seemed to me, at least, like, uh, Harry Potter fandom existed in a sort of separate podfic community than um, the larger podfic community of, of various fandoms. Um, it had its own separate live journal communities where um, sometimes podfic would crop up, um, but you really didn't see much of it posted to, like, Podslash or Amplificathon, um, even though it was a juggernaut of a fandom at that time, and arguably still is. but. It was something interesting I, I thought around that time was that there was a real accent stigma, uh, a strong feeling that only readers with English accents should be creating podfic for Harry Potter, which is patently ridiculous, of course, and something we've thankfully moved past. But I remember it being a thing that sadly stifled a lot of folks from creating more podfic at the time. Um, for a while after I posted my podfic of Stealing Harry in 2009, I would get messages from podfickers saying, you know, I didn't think I could record for Harry Potter because of my accent, but listening to your work showed me that it doesn't have to be that way. And I would just about die every time because, yeah, wow, flattering, amazing. But also it broke my heart to know that people just felt that way, like they could never record something that was quote-unquote good unless they could emulate an English accent. Anyway, I'm just really happy Harry Potter podfic fandom has moved far, far away from that concept these days, although I do shed a little tear for the podfics we never got because of it. That's it. Thank you for listening to me ramble. Um, I hope you have a great episode. Looking forward to listening to it. She also had a rec, but we'll leave that for the end. Yeah. And we'll head on into our main topic, which is Harry Potter. It's enormous, and it is sprawling. Yeah, I mean, Harry Potter is one of those fandoms where I feel like, even though this isn't 100% true, but I do feel like when you meet people in fandom and you compare past experiences, like 99% of people will have been in some corner of Harry Potter fandom <laughs> at some point. 
Like it's just that far reaching that everybody has at least dipped their toe. Yeah. I'm always hearing like these traumatic stories from Harry Potter. <laughs> Never mind that. Yeah, I mean the the wank and the ridiculousness, yes. particularly of like early days HP is crazy. Yeah. Um and we're not we're not even talking about podfic right now. We're just talking no, about no, no. Just... like the actual fandom itself, yeah. you know, the fic based fandom. Yeah. Some interesting people in that in that fandom back in the day. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I mean, there well, there are so many crazy stories, you know. That's you can go down a spiral reading about yes. old Harry Potter wink that is entertaining, <laughs> but will also suck entire days of your life. Highly um, entertaining. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, so it's it's um I think for a lot of us kind of a formative fandom. Certainly for me it was. Yeah. Can I make all the Harry Potter fans out there jealous? I do it, yeah. I've been to Harry Potter World in England, wherever it is. I've been there like four times because, you know, four I, times. because I live really close to there. I mean, you know, and people come when people visit, they want to go there. So I've, I've been yeah. there twice with friends and their children, you know, because it's. I think even if you're not in Harry Potter fandom and you're in, you know, the London area, it's it's so cool. Yeah, yeah, if you if you are all interested in movies or just like the way stuff like that gets costuming, <laughs> set design, it's so awesome. I mean, the they have yeah. all those sections. They have full stats from so much yeah. of the movies, and then they have a whole section at the end with the, where they show like how they made certain creatures and how they did some of the special effects. And they have a giant yeah. like Hogwarts that's, and then you can go out there and see the the bus and you know (laughs) take a picture on the bridge where they have all the discussion like it's ridiculous yeah and they have this the audio commentary that you can listen choose to listen to Mm -hmm. um, on a headset and as a person who hasn't read the books or seen the movies why are you on this shut up shut up I thought uh, it was going to be more, okay. Actually, no, I'm realizing that we can equate this to me being on the Teen Wolf episode, so it's fine. Yes, exactly. It just feels but, like a bigger lapse because it's freaking Harry Potter. <laughs> Dodie, you are killing me. There's actually me. a lot of fandoms I know. where this happens. I know. I know, but it's just, like, I think you could say that about almost any other fandom, and I wouldn't even blink. It's just that, like, it's Harry I Potter. Know. And I'm like, I what know. do you mean you haven't read the books? I know. I sorry. get this. I'll try not I to get do this that. response from like Muggle people. Yeah. Like, sorry. What? Harry Potter? You haven't read it? Like, what's wrong with you? I'm a constant disappointment. Okay. Sorry. So you were saying, as a person who hasn't. <laughs> yeah. Listening to the audio commentary just brought it all alive. Like, it really engaged me with, with the sets in a way that I wouldn't have been if I was just looking at them. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I I am definitely a mad Harry Potter fan, so like, <laughs> I, I'm coming at it from the opposite angle. Um, but but it's 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 just it's so cool to see all those things just completely come to life. And they have the thing where you can ride a broomstick in front of a green screen, and they can show right. the video of yourself at the end, you know. And they have a little thing which like the kids I was with really liked, where they show you wand dueling, and you get to like practice your stance and all this kind of stuff. So you know, there's a lot of interactive elements that are very cool. I feel we've diverged somewhere. <laughs> it's still Harry Potter related. <laughs> so we should start with our own experiences with the fandom. I was in uni when Harry Potter came out. Mm-hmm. So I would be constantly seeing people on the trams and, and at school kind of reading Harry Potter. And 
I'm a perverse kind of person. And when I see everyone doing something, I decide not to do it. Of course you do. That in yeah. way surprises me. I don't think it will surprise anyone. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I haven't read it. I watched half of a movie while I was babysitting. I was a nanny for like a year. So, yeah, that's really my only contact with the source material. But Harry Potter is so pop culture like mm. I feel like I know exactly what's happened mm. do you know what I mean like yeah. obviously yeah. I don't know the details but I know the general storyline I know how it ends I know the surprises that you know I'm gonna say you can literally you'll literally never have the joy of reading it like those the rest of us exactly at this point I'm like you've ruined it, it for yourself I have like or the world ruin, has anyway. The world has ruined it for me, as the world ruins so many things for me. <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't get the same enjoyment out of reading it yeah. as if, yeah, yeah. So I was kind of, you know, being all hipster, and I'm not going to get into this. And then, yeah, Penny plain it's tricked me into agreeing to beat her for one of her pod picks, and it turned out to be she does this. She did this with fandom as well. She's such a beast. <laughs> Um, yeah, so Evil genius. She, I don't know, everyone thinks she's so nice, but she's <laughs> bad. <laughs> so, yeah, she tricked me into beating one of her pod picks, and you know, obviously, she picks great stories and she's a fantastic reader. So, yeah, I mean, that story, which we will talk about later, is a yeah. seminal story. So, yeah, of course. What about you? Me, um, let's see. Well, I was, I was kind of late high school when the first book came out and my mother happens to be a children's librarian or well, yeah. she's retired, but she was. Um, and so I actually read it reasonably early on cause she was kind of like this book, you know, is like, <laughs> you know, there was chatter or whatever. Um, yeah. so I, so I read the first one, like right, you know, when it came out, um, and, and kind of got sucked in like immediately. And I was definitely that person who ordered every single book, you know, went to the midnight releases at the bookstores, stayed up all oh, wow. night reading every single one, you know, like, and for several of those, like I have memories of like me and my mom, I think, I think it was the very last book. Like I was back home cause I had been in Japan for, I was living in Japan, like for kind of the sixth and seventh book. I can't remember now. Gosh. But anyway, no, I think I was back for the, for the very last book. I was back in England and I was staying with my parents while I was like, before I moved to London. Um, and I remember my mom and I, who's also like, she's a massive fan. Like we went to the bookstore and we got the book and we sat in our conservatory, like across from each other on the sofa and just like read all night, like, both of us. And it was such a moment. Like you knew that when you were done, that was going to be it. And it was terrible. Yeah. But on the other hand, you couldn't not like read it immediately. There was no yeah. question of me not just sitting down and reading it in like one session. And that's how I felt for most of those. Like I just read them. You know, and I remember when I was in Japan, how angry my students were because I was reading it and I had like brought it to school, like the day of the release or whatever. And I was reading it at lunch and stuff. And they were all like, it's not, it wasn't going to be out in Japanese. I hadn't even considered this, but it wasn't going to be out in Japanese for like another, I don't know, six months, a year, whoever, however long it takes them to get translation stuff. Like they did it faster on Harry Potter than some of their series, but still, um, but yeah. And they were all like, what is that? And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> which is like these heartbroken children. Um, but, but I mean that thing, like uh, Claire, my French friend, like she read Harry Potter in English once she got to the later books because she wanted like the French ones weren't coming out soon enough. She credits Harry Potter with like learning English, basically, oh my God. which is amazing. But, and my sister-in-law read them in Spanish when she was living in Spain. And she said the same thing. That's pretty cool. 
like people learning languages to experience it. <laughs> yeah, it's really cool, right? But um, but yeah. So, anyways, uh, I feel this topic is not one which I can be brief on. But anyway, so I read them. You know, I love them. I saw the movies when they came out. You know, and then the fandom. Like I was, it was one of my first. That and Gilmore Girls are like my first big fandoms. Like they're the ones that like took over my. I know it's such a weird combo, but um, they're the ones that like took over my life properly. And I have read so much fic, and and I was never. I was never a writer in HP, but I, I just have over time, like I've never stopped reading it. I've never, you know, it just has been a forever fandom for me. And I, I see that going on, like, because it's one of those fandoms you think it's going to die. Right. But it just continually produces. Yeah. It keeps evolving. And And it's, it's not, we're not talking about necessarily new people finding the books and writing about them. We're talking about people who just have this lifelong love. Mm. Anyway, okay, so we should say about Podfic itself, like you obviously said, because of Penny's Podfic, and I, I'm not even sure when I hit Podfic for Harry Potter. I think I think I had been li- reading fic for so long, I just kind of, you know, at some point when I listened, started listening to other Podfic, I must have just, as a natural thing, been like, oh, there must be HP stuff, you know? Um, I feel like I am much more, like almost all of the Harry Potter Podfic I've listened to is Harry Draco, to be honest. Whereas yeah. like, well, and I, that's a huge, which is a huge, you know, and that's, that's really what I read mostly now as well. Like for me, that's, that's the enduring OTP. Um, Were you like Evolutionary Joe? Was, was this like a gateway into Podfic fandom or had you already? No, I think, I don't think so. I think it was the other way around. Like, I think they existed separately I, for me and I just merged them, you know, kind of like, oh yeah, I could listen to Podvik. I don't know <laughs> what my gateway into Podvik fandom was. I don't really remember now. Stargate for me, definitely. Yeah, I, I, it seems a funny thing not to remember, but I, I can't remember what the first podfic I listened to was. Um, but I think, like, when I read fic, like, back in the day for HP, I, I used to read a lot of Harry Ginny. I used to read... And really? All those, like, yeah, and all those, like, crazy pairings. Like, I used to read, <laughs> like, you know, when they match Weasleys up with random Slytherins or with, you know, like, I, I would read anything. I read a lot of, like, Oliver Wood and Percy back in the day. You know, like, it's so, so many different ones. Um, but for Podfic, I've really been pretty OTP. And I think that I just, you know, I don't read, I don't venture out into other pairings that often nowadays for it. Um, There's too much I mean, great I, Harry Draco, I'm sorry. Like, I listen to Harry Draco definitely a lot. I've also listened to Sirius Remus. Yeah. And probably just because, like, the people that I listen to have recorded that. Yeah. So I kind of got into that when they were, you know, young. Most of the Harry Draco that I like listening to isn't at school. Like it's 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 after this crap is is finished. Yeah, I prefer. I agreed. One of my favorite things is like the HD career fair and the <laughs> HD travel fair. Like you know where they those those fests. There's so many good Harry Draco fests where they just they're like we don't want it the same old their ors and they get paired up or the eighth year fic or whatever. We want you yeah. to do. Um, you know, give them a random job and see how they, how they yeah. meet each other, how the story changes. And I find, I mean, it's in the same way that like in Bantam or something, I love AUs. So, I mean, I think it, it's just my personal preference, but I think there's so much interesting things to be done with them as, as grownups. Yeah, same. I prefer those for some reason. Yeah. Well, I just think, I think for those characters, I mean, personally, it's my opinion. I think for those characters, there is a lot of baggage 
to for them to suddenly get over in eighth year. Yes. Whereas like yes. we believe and, and a lot of the like Harry Draco angst and anger comes from the combination of a great deal of pressure and stress from the war and just teenagers, right? So yes. if you subtract both of those things, you can believe that in 10 years or longer that they will have grown and gotten over some things and had have the experience to look back and be like, you know, this is why, you know, so so it's just a more believable pairing, I think, at that yeah. point. I yeah. I've also, I also have read some like Albus Severus and Scorpius Malfoy stuff. Scorpius? Oh. <laughs> Scorpius. <laughs> Yeah, I've I've read some like next gen fic, but not as not as much, and I don't think I've listened to any pod fic for it. Well, Paracas is gonna wreck like who was it? Snape oh, Harry? Like Snape Harry? Which no? <laughs> I would read that. I'm into age difference. Yeah, you do. I feel like I read some back in the day, but I kind of I haven't. I mean, you know, it's funny that I I haven't read as much Rima series because I do love the Marauders and I find that era really fascinating. And I've read some like gen fic of that era and I've read some of their stuff, but I haven't, I, I only, I tend to only like Rima series that is in Marauders era. I don't yeah. like future fic Rima series as much Yeah, because they're so tragic by that time. And I just find it exhausting. Yeah. There's so much tragedy in canon for HP that when it comes to fic, like, I don't mind a bit of angst, but I don't want it to be just like, you know, this thing where you're just okay. in pain yeah. with it, I guess. I like to, I like, you know, if it's going to be a post-war fic, I find like the best thing about Harry Draco is it's usually them moving on, them getting, you know, you know, working together to kind of overcome old animosities and like figuring exactly. out, you know, a new relationship. And I love like, the snarky Slytherin kind of thing, like if Pansy's there or whatever, you know, I don't mind yeah. like Pansy Ron if they do that kind of stuff or, you know, like all those things are interesting, I think. Yeah. So, yeah. So that, I guess that's my issue with, with future Rima series is, and I guess it's the same thing, but I just feel like they are so broken and also mm-hmm. you have to bring Sirius back from the dead and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> you have to sort that one out, but, but they're, they're, I don't know. They're, they're much more broken than Harry and Draco seem to me, I guess. Well, I mean, Harry and Draco are younger, you know. Yeah, and, le- you know, yeah. <laughs> Their whole life's ahead of them, blah, blah, blah. But I quite enjoy, like, kind of, you know, serious, like, sarcastic young serious and, and Remus, Remus kind of being pulled along for the ride. You know, like, that's a fun yeah. dynamic with the Marauders, definitely. Although you always have to navigate the Peter issue, but... Mm. Yeah. Anyway, um, let's see. So I think we've we've talked about a lot of the kind of common you know, stories and tropes, um, and even some of the pairings. I did, I did mention in our notes Femslash, which I've read some, but not a ton. I've read a little bit of like Pansy Hermione, but again, haven't listened to Podfic. I don't know if that Podfic exists. I've listened to some Femslash, but because yeah. I'm not that familiar with the, the non-main characters, I can't remember who it was. Oh yeah, fair enough. Okay. That makes sense. I mean, sometimes there's some, you can get Ginny Femslash, there's a little bit of that out there. I mean, you know, there's there's less immediate main female care. Like, those are probably the main three that you're going to see. Maybe Milston Bolstrad a little bit. But, like, there's not... Sometimes if, if it's a pre... Like, before we knew Blaze was a guy fic and Blaze is a girl, and <laughs> that happens sometimes. <laughs> I know that sounds insane. <laughs> Welcome to HP. <laughs> 
And I haven't even read a lot of gender swap or any of those kind of things. It's funny. Now I'm thinking of all these things. You're right. You're right. I mean, I'm sure it exists, but it's not. It's not as prevalent. Maybe it's just that there is so much fic out there that you have to kind of wait. I mean, okay. So I don't want to say that I haven't read weird Harry Potter because I really freaking have, man. I've read that (laughs) talking squid Hogwarts one like back in the day. Like, I mean, and there's so much twin cest and there's all that kind of stuff, you know, like it's definitely one of those fandoms where if you want something weird, like, or unusual, I don't want to be judgy about it. If you want something that isn't like, you know, your mainstream, whatever slash, like you will find it, it will be there somewhere. Um, and the, the fandom as a whole has a really interesting history of segregating forums. But that was really common back then for there to be. It was. Yeah, yeah, it's true. And so a lot of that is fandom as a whole, like, you know, places where NC 17 fit couldn't be posted, all that kind of stuff. That kind of leads to the preface that we wanted to talk about before we got into the statistic side of things. Um, Yeah, because we normally look at AO3 to kind of get an idea about popular things or, you know, age or or number or whatever, um, it became pretty obvious as soon as we started looking that AO3 isn't that representative Mm-hmm. Of, and for obvious reasons, because Harry Potter was around way before AO3 was around. Um, yeah, it doesn't. It's not a really good picture of of Harry Potter history, and yeah, yeah. I mean, this fandom, particularly like the fandom as a whole. But if you want to look at just the potfic section, it it would have started, you know, on the on the archive, but even like pre archive, you know, there's tons of podfic like when i went looking for some of the things that are sitting on my ipod i couldn't even find some of them like things that i have had from my original ipod moving on into my phone several phones you know that i've just like moved up through my itunes don't exist on the web anymore because people's journals died or or the archives went down you know there's so many separate archives and i don't know if any of those main archives like you know um Fictionality or any of those places ever hosted podfic and i would think probably not um but it's just not like it's just very disparate like and now so if you want to go like there's probably a lot of things that are sitting on the archive that aren't in other places the audio archive i mean we you looked at the numbers there's 706 on the audio fic archive and there's only 289 at ao3 right and who knows how much of that is overlapped you know because a lot of times now things show up on ao3 and they're not showing up on the archive because people don't put them on amplification you know um amplification sorry because of that i feel like the picture where we're going to show with numbers isn't accurate and i'm sure we're going to leave people out and also (laughs) as i was looking at things i was like gosh i don't know that person and yet (laughs) look at all the you know look at what they've done Huh. Mm. And there were other people where I was like, I, I listened to her stuff. I love her. And then they didn't, they weren't there, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's probably something where you could easily fixate on just a couple readers and have a lot of, and listen to a lot of things. And also where you could completely miss other readers because they're posting in a place where you're not visible or yeah. at a time when you weren't. Yes, you know, exactly. active as well. Yeah, so so I mean, take take everything that we talk about with a grain of salt, and keep that in mind that there's a lot of things we're missing out on. But that's not to diminish things that we're talking about either, because I mean, yeah, uh, yeah, they've they've done good work. It's just they've chosen to post to the AO3 where a lot of people have. Right, exactly, and we would love any talkbacks on this that are recommendations or mentions of people who who we haven't talked about 
in this episode because, well, number one, because I always want to do Pothic, right? Hey, um, but also <laughs> just to give them recognition for, for putting great stuff out. And to draw a more complete picture. Yeah, yeah, because, I mean, it's it's hard, you know, it's kind of good, I guess, that we're coming from different visions of this fandom because actually that gives us a wider range. But it's when you start looking online at this, I just basically very quickly got overwhelmed by the amount of stuff that's out there and, you know, just how to even count it all up. So we're going to talk about some notable people and then kind of the top works on AO3. And all I did to get these notable pod figures, you know, is troll through the Harry Potter section point and kind of pick out names that I either recognized or that I was seeing over and over again. Um, and then look at their pages at their numbers yep. for Podfic for HP. So yeah. it's not an exact science, but um, I've got three that are pretty <laughs> solid numbers that I thought I felt comfortable saying. Weren't you wearing your goggles and science coat? This was a controlled experiment. <laughs> <laughs> the person that has the most fic posted, and this is a person that I had not listened to until I listened to after this, is CC Rambles, who has 54 Harry Potter Podfics on the AO3. Yeah. I don't know. Are you, do you know her? Yeah, I know the name. I've definitely listened to, to a lot of hers. Um, not so much in Harry Potter, although now that I've been looking. <laughs> yeah, you know, same exact. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like I'm, I, I felt bad. I was like, gosh, this is a person who's good. Cause I listened to some and also is incredibly prolific. Yeah, the person who's number one that we found isn't the person that would jump to my mind for, mm-hmm. for Harry Potter nobody. So, yeah, like, that's cool. There's all this stuff that Yeah, no, it's amazing because now I'm like, hey, hey, I have a whole section of Harry Potter stuff to listen to. <laughs> like, <I'm laughs> diving into her back catalog. Um, so, yeah, so that's uh, that's cool. And uh, we'll come back to her, to them because it's also on the top five. Um, the second person, which I would have expected, is Fire Juggler. Exactly. Who, to me, is a seminal... Okay. In fact, okay, I've just realized the first... the first Because I've done two Harry Potter podfics. Have you Have you done any? We didn't... Uh, no, I haven't recorded any Harry Potter. Okay. So, and I, I believe it was Fire Juggler who kind of convinced me... Because there is a challenge... Either she convinced me or she commented. I just... I associate her name with me... <laughs> I mean, I think that's the first time I knew her as a, as a podficker person was because I did two for Harry Potter Winter Podfic Fest 2011. I did two, like, gen pieces. Um, and because of that, I have, like, because she was involved with that, um, or I talked to her around that time, I associate her with Harry Potter Podfic, like, forever. And she has 49 podfics in the archive, in the yeah. 3 um, And she's awesome, right? Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I've listened, I've to, listened to to tons of her fic, and um, and I could easily wreck multiples. Um, that made sense to me. Third one is Queenie Map, who had twenty nine. I'm familiar with the name, but I don't. Agreed. I wouldn't recognize the voice if you played it for me. I don't think. Agreed. I've listened to a few, and and I when I played it, um, she has also. I'm wondering if some of my familiarity with her name is that she also writes HP. And I definitely uh, read a few of those because I recognize some of them. Yeah. And she reads some of her own a lot, it looks like, too. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah. So those are kind of the, the three with, like, reasonable numbers. And those numbers are actually not that far off some of the numbers we were getting for Teen Wolf last time. 
However, if you consider the fact that there's only 289 works of yeah. HP in the AO3, <laughs> their percentages now become much higher. Yes. Like, like those guys who have, you know, 50, around 50 level out of, you know, almost 300, like that's a sixth of all the pod. Yes. Like, that's a lot. <laughs> but, you know, obviously, as we've said, there, you know, there's bunches that la- exist at the archive and, I mean, the Audiofic archive and on Tumblr, on LiveJournal, on DreamWith, you know, whatever. So, on people's own websites, because that is... Look, for oral phonics statistics, I really wish all of you people would post to AO3. Do it for us. <laughs> Everybody needs to upload their entire back catalogue. Yes. Just so. Oh, my God, Jen. I can't believe... Did you just, like, burn when yeah. you said that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> In addition to looking at that, we looked at the top five uh, kudos to Fic. Yes, um, and there's a whole thing that, you know, I search by top kudos, I search by complete, I search by under 100 words. So, I mean, again, that's going to give you a different result than if you search by another reason. Right, not an exact science. No. Um, despite our lab codes. <laughs> But and out of this five, three of the five are CC Rambles fix, uh, pod fix, um, and the top one is also a Dyson Rules, like she's the author who is a massive HP author, right? Oh, okay. Yeah. See, I don't know all the BNFs in HP. Well, I mean, you know, again, this is one of those your mileage may vary situations. Like in my head, she's a massive yeah, yeah. Draco person but it might just be because i love her you know like I and also, all the top five are harry draco aren't they sorry all the top five are harry draco i believe they were um so i mean the second so that that first one is called the charm conundrum by dyson rules the second one is need to know by sarah's girl who again is an author who i think is excellent uh the third one and and that those are both cc rambles the third one is All Life is Yours to Miss, again by Sarah's Girl, read by Originally. So, I mean, you, you know, you see these authors as well who are obviously part of the situation because those are big authors that are great. Um, and I don't know Originally, but their name did pop up several times as well in the searching. Um, the fourth one is Dragons with Silver Linings or Harry Potter is a Treasure <laughs> by Meg Roll. And that one I haven't read or listened to. That's a CC Rambles again. And the last one is a very cute story named And an Owl Named Romeo by Ricky, and that's read by Fire Juggler. Good podfic, that one. That's the only one I had listened to out of the five. That's, so That's the only one you listened to? Well, no, I mean, I mean previous to this. Sorry. Oh, previous to this. Yeah, 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 sorry. <laughs> I mean, I mean when, when we looked at this list and I looked at it, I was like, wow, I've only heard one of those. However, yes. I've read three of the other fics, but I wasn't okay. aware podfic was available. You know, I probably, but some of them I read a long time ago. I mean, those fix are older, I think. I'm still in the middle of that, that one that's sitting at number three, All Your Life. Right, it's incredibly long. But I am just blown away by it. Like, yeah. I'll talk about it now. If if I didn't talk about it now, it would be my Rex later because it's just, it's stunning. Draco stares wearily down at the pages of notes until they begin to swim in front of his eyes. He hasn't slept properly since this ridiculous thing started, and with each extra hour of consciousness his patience stretches ever thinner. 
I can't do this, he says quietly. He twists around to gaze into the depths of the kitchen. Can't they come out and just help me for a minute? Not without Harry Potter, Creature says, and something fragile inside Draco snaps. He gets to his feet and throws the folder down on the table. Why is everything about Harry Potter? he yells. Yeah, I I can't remember listening to this person before. She reminds me her voice a lot of Penny Plain Knits. Um, oh yeah, I can totally see that. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Penny's awesome, so that's a really yeah, nice exactly. it's a compliment. It's- <laughs> yeah, definitely. You know what? Um, one time somebody left a comment on one of my fics saying that they thought it was Rena, and I was like, "Oh my god! Oh my god!" <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Isn't that hilarious? Yeah, that's a dork. <laughs> but anyway, I digress. Um, yeah, so I I would agree. I've listened to like an hour of it. Um, I've listened to like six hours. Harry and um, Draco are teachers at Hogwarts, and through an unfortunate series of events, um, Harry ends up kind of in a coma-like situation, I guess. Mm-hmm. And so, mostly for, for for a great deal of it, it's it's all about. Draco and this quiet loneliness that he has um, that he only kind of begins to realise exists by talking to Harry while he's, you know, in this coma. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just so strongly and beautifully read um, and written. I love read, uh, listening to it. I listen to it on my way to work. I listen to it on my way home from work. I listen to it before I go to sleep. It's just this, I mean, it's angsty, but it's this gentle angst that I can relate to. Do you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, I totally yeah. do. I think being new to this reader, you're describing kind of Sarah Girl, like the way she writes generally. And I think what yeah. you have here is a really good pairing of reader and writer. Oh, yes her voice just is so good for this fic. Like, her her tone. There's no self-pity in her voice. Yeah, because it, it's a matter of fact, but, like, there's pain underneath. Like, I don't... Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like when you start a good book and it's a massive book and you're like, oh, my God, I'm going to get to read this for, like, a week. <laughs> this is so exciting. That's how I feel. Like, this is, like, a 10-hour pod fic, right? How amazing! I'm excited to listen to it. To be at the beginning of it. <laughs> so that was my favorite out of the top five. Yeah, I would share your your enthusiasm there. I I think the other one is that the fire juggler one. He realized that he knew nothing about magical owls, even whether they were different from regular owls. It struck him as funny that Hagrid had never covered them in his class. Harry considered this. Of all the magical creatures he knew of, owls were the ones most intertwined with wizard daily life, and yet he had no idea just how they knew what they knew or did what they did. I feel like part of that is just because I like her reading and I like I like her kind of humorous tone, like it really works for me. Yeah. Um, and I'm yeah. used to her voice, like, you know, it's it's a comfort voice for me, you know, because I've listened to a lot of her work over yeah, the years. Um, so yeah, so that, I think that was an an easy pick for me. It's a pretty adorable story. So, you know, that's to be expected for CC Rambles. Uh, My favorite of of theirs was Need to Know. It was super entertaining. (laughs) Okay. So I was going to say of those, those three, I'd pick the charm 
conundrum. Okay. He cared nothing for that. What he sought was written at the bottom in Potter's barely legible print. Doesn't work on blokes. They either look at you like you've gone mental, or they sidle away and drape themselves over a girl. Or both. Draco dropped the book. Potter liked blokes. Harry, bloody Potter, the world's saviour and icon for all that was good and pure, liked blokes. You know, a story I've read and an author I like, so that's part of it. But she, um, she's potfix some really good fics. So there are a lot. I mean, it's interesting to see those are the top three because there were other fics that I looked at on her list that I would rate higher. That I was like, ooh, that's <laughs> cool that she did that fix. So, so yeah, um, I think that's that's exciting. Yeah, I had any of them because, like, as I was saying to you, I I experienced this fandom primarily through podfic and right. not through right. So, okay. Yeah, I have read an insane amount of Harry Draco. Like, we are talking, like, ridiculous levels. Like, it's probably the pairing that I've read most in my entire world of fandom, of any fandom. Like, I actually think the next highest might be Derek Styles, which is, oh, God. <laughs> when I find stories I haven't read, I'm always excited. Like, I was looking today, and I, I found a bunch of, like, old rec lists and things like that, too. You know, a lot of that stuff still exists out there. It's still sitting out there, and you're just... I was just reading things and getting real nostalgic. Yeah. And I was also like, wow, this should be perfect. This should be perfect, you know? So, speaking of the olden days... You yes. looked up the oldest podfic, we think. Yeah, and, and who it's probably not accurate because this yeah. is, you know, what's on the audiofic archive. And I'm pretty sure the archive reset the dates when it changed servers or something. So anything older than a certain date would have just gone to... Anyway, um, the oldest thing I could find looking on AO3 and the audiofic archive mm-hmm. was... The 500 Socks of Severus Snape, written and read by Viseko. Snape stalked out of the shower, a man with a mission. He took a loose handful of flu powder and threw it in the fireplace. Lupin! The irritated face of the werewolf appeared in the fire, his look morphing almost comically into shock and horror as he looked up the length of Severus's body, from the garish Gryffindor knee socks to the wet, naked, and I rate potions master wearing them. My God, Severus, he said, weakly fanning himself with his hands. Oh, it's Tuesday, isn't it? And um, that was posted on the 31st of the 8th, 2007. And Baseko, I haven't seen that name for ages, but yeah, that they were big back in the day. And that, that fic is a, a Lupin Snape fic, actually, interestingly enough, <laughs> which is not a pairing I've read very much of, but I have read before. Yeah. So we have lots of Harry Potter wrecks, so we're not done talking about it. But any kind uh, of summing it up kind of thoughts? Summing it up. I think I'm going to sum it up by saying that Harry Potter is not a fandom that can be summed up. <laughs> nice. Nice. I, I see what you did there. <laughs> Uh, yeah I mean this is uh, I think it's pretty obvious it's like a fandom completely dear to my heart Um, and I think the section of it that I've experienced as podfic is just one small element of it for me Um, which is not true of all fandoms like there are fandoms that I've experienced primarily and only through podfic so so that's always interesting Um, 
but there's so much good stuff out there. Oh my gosh. If anything else, all of our searching just like underlined that for me. Mm-hmm. Like I kept finding, I downloaded more podcasts <laughs> recently for this. It's just ridiculous. Cause I kept finding things and being like, okay, well I don't need any more recs, but like, oh my goodness, I should definitely listen to that, <laughs> which is great. And comes back to the enduring nature of it. So we were lucky enough to get some recs from listeners for Harry Potter. So it's going to add a bit of diversity to our recs, I think. Specifically some Rima series. Although uh, there might be some in yours, actually. Uh, I think there's one. Mine are like unabashedly Harry Draco. Sorry, folks. No, I'm, I'm more open to other things. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Revolutionary Joe had some in her talk back. Mm-hmm. Uh, so listen to what she has to say about... The wonderful A Distant Sun. Since you said we could send in Rex, I wanted to fall all over myself to recommend my favorite reader in the fandom by far, A Distant Sun. I recommend her entire catalog, but in particular, I wanted to talk about a couple of them. Uh, first is Red as Hearts in Autumn, which is written by Rosie Ruse and is a serious Remus fic. It takes place at Hogwarts during uh, their sixth year. It's really plotty and is nearly six hours long and is It's technically part of a larger series, but you definitely don't need to be familiar with the other chapters uh, to listen to it. But anyway, it's one of those podfix that I've had on my MP3 player and my phones and whatever for years and will probably never, ever remove. I just, I need it close (laughs) when it's one of my comfort podfix, for sure. Um, Her pacing is just really languid and calming, and her character voices are absolutely perfect for each one of the Marauders. Uh, Second, I highly, highly recommend They Call It Black Fire, which she wrote for the RS Games 2015 and more recently posted as a podfic. It's another Sirius and Remus story, which is an AU set in the Australian opal fields. Uh, The setting is just described so lovingly from someone who obviously knows what they're talking about. That combined with her gorgeous, gorgeous Australian accent and the obvious warmth for the characters uh, just comes through so well and makes it so, so easy for me to recommend. Um, full disclosure, though, it was recorded as a late ITPE treat for me, so I could be a bit biased, but I really don't think I am. <laughs> it's just a fantastic reading and a fantastic story. Uh, there are bits with music that emulate the experience of driving forever, listening to a tinny radio, and oh, there's this thunderclap effect toward the end that just gives me shivers, just absolutely gives me shivers. It's 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 amazing. So if you listen to nothing else by her, please listen to those two. But again, really, everything is great. Um, I don't think you'll regret listening to anything that she has posted. Uh, it's worth mentioning that her AO3 account is locked, so uh, you do need to be logged in to, to see her stuff, but it's worth seeking out. I'm actually going to read out the links for those because um, she, a distant son would prefer not to have them ordered. So I'm just going to read out the links for the two Podfix Revolutionary Joe mentioned. Um, as Red as Hearts and Autumn is at archiveofarrow.org slash works slash 439098. Uh, the second one, they call it Blackfire, archiveofarrow.org slash works slash 59608.45. Yeah, and also she is locked in the archive, so you need to sign in to see those. Yeah, And the love for A Distant Sun continues because Lavender Frost also had something to say about They Call It Black Fire. Here's what she said in a comment on our AO3 post. 
I have to preface this by saying I am not an HP fandom. At all. I don't hate HP, I just don't really care one way or another. Needless to say, I normally don't read or listen to Remus series, and all I know about the characters is what I vaguely remember from the movies. That tells you something about this podfic. A non-HP fan who just plain doesn't do HP fanworks is wrecking it. So yeah. It's a self-pod of an AU she wrote that's set in Australia, and it is absolutely lush. The descriptions of the desert settings are probably my favorite part of the fic, though it's all A+. Aside from being an ode to her fave ship ever, it's also obviously a love letter to a place she knows and loves personally. It's soft and comforting, and makes a place you've never been before feel familiar to you as if you're remembering it, not listening to a story. So yeah, give it a shot. Smiley face. And I really hope a distant son listens to that because that is such a lovely... <laughs> I know, that's amazing feedback. Yeah, as, as the writer and reader of that fic, yeah. So have you, have you listened to that fic? I haven't, but as I said to Lavender Frost when she commented, I, I definitely want to, to see, if, you know, if I get that same Australia feeling. Yeah. Okay, so you, you have some recs, which, like, I you, do. Put, you put your recs up first, and I was like, damn it, Dodie. Like, <laughs> two of them were ones Yeah, that I thought you're the, you know, the huge fan, and I beat to it. I know. And the first but one I is, I like, semi-recs. Really. Yeah, I know. Mine, mine are both old-school podfic in this fandom, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, the first, and, and for both of them, I'm just going to read out what I initially said when I wrecked it in my journal. Oh, cheating. Because, yeah, totes to cheating. <laughs> Not about cheating. <laughs> uh, so the first one is Tissue of Silver, written by Fearless Diva and read by the... Incredible. Marvelous Faye um, it's Harry Draco. The summary is a love story concerning possessed furniture, black silk pajamas, courtroom drama, pretend sorry, premonitions of doom, assassination attempts, death eater yoga, absent bare feet, and a sensible werewolf. <laughs> so just from that summary, I'm like, yes, I have to listen to this again. <laughs> oh yeah. So what I said in my rec from 2010. Anyway, this is brilliant and epic and in turn scary, camp, funny and heartbreaking. Her reading of Draco is a thing of wonder. He's so screamingly gay and sarcastic. And the author has used a variety of narrative, letters, reports, etc. to tell the story. It works extremely well. And, I mean, I don't really have anything more to say about J. Either you know her brilliance or you're yet to be entering into that cult of J. It's just a matter of time. Okay, the second one is, oh, my God, so good. Um, <laughs> Reparo, written by Amelin, read by Penny Plainnitz, and, again, it's Harry Draco. Um, the summary, Voldemort's final defeat does not mean Harry Potter's troubles are over. Far from it. In the aftermath of war, he returns to a Hogwarts that is fractured and divided, but this is no break that can be fixed with a spell. New owls, fading scars, surprising alliances, and along the way, the hardest task of all, to live with it. So what I said in my rec from 2009, Penny Plainnitch tricked me, pure and simple. I'd sworn a blood oath to never read, watch, or listen to anything Harry Potter related, and I'd kept that oath for almost 10 years. She sneakily asked me to beat out a pod pitch without telling me what fandom it was in, and I, in complete innocence, agreed, and then wept bitter tears when I found out what it was. 
And to my horror and surprise, I found myself getting drawn in. I found myself fascinated by the prickly Malfoy with his lazy drawl, fascinated by this group of young adults that were clearly fucked up after going through some kind of epic battle. I haven't read the books, yo. The writing drew me in. There are so many things happening and everything seems to develop very organically. The verbal fights between Harry and Draco are fabulous because the author can obviously see both sides of the equation. They both believe passionately in what they're saying. And then there's the reader who cries when they cry and laughs when they laugh and gets angry when they get angry, who gets grudgingly turned on when they get grudgingly turned on. She's not just emoting, she's feeling it. And it makes such an amazing difference. And that's that one. Uh, I've got one more rec. Mm -hmm. The first two are kind of huge and intense. So I thought I'd finish with kind of like a short and quiet one. I did the same thing for mine. That's so funny. Okay, cool. (laughs) Uh, My last one is The Drought Story read by Jenrin and written by Libre. And it is Sirius Remus. So I had listened to this ages ago, like years ago. But I gave it a re-listen so that it was fresh in my mind for the wreck. Um, look, I'm in Australia. I've just moved out of the mountains from kind of like cool weather to, to hot. Like it's 30s every day, which is, is a big change from 18 every day. So I'm going through this kind of heat, languid thing. And listening to, re-listening to this during that time um, kind of added this extra layer for, for me because um, it's about a heat wave. It's about a drought. Um, and the languid kind of way that she reads it kind of gives that, that slow syrupy feeling to this story. Um, yeah, I, I really like how she deals with this because it could have turned too sad, I guess. Um, but she kind of balanced it with the sweetness of her voice and it's just a nice, quiet, easy listen. So, Jess, what about yours? So I have three as well. Um, And I've done uh, kind of what you've done. These first two are old ones that, particularly the very first one, have just been on my phone or iPod or whatever for a really long time, and I've just listened to them over the years. Um, And the first of those is, it's two podfix, The If Sieve and Mirror Mirror. And both stories are written by Say, Say What, and they're read by Aflant. I love Aflant. I know. She's I know. So, so. <laughs> yeah, and this. Um, so I think I actually might have come to this via the podfic, not the story. Uh, and the podfic is from. I mean, this is like 2010. So, mm-hmm. you know, like that's why I'm like, wow, I've listened to this a million times. Um, I tend to kind of imprint on story. Like I will, I have certain stories I'll come back to and just listen to a lot, especially if they're kind of, you know, this one is the first one is about three and a half hours. And then the epilogue second story edition is about 40 minutes. So, you know, it's some time, but basically this is a Draco, um, a Draco based story. I mean, it's from his point of view and it's about, it is a school era story which you know as we talked about earlier i'm not usually as drawn to but it's such an interesting it's kind of a what if story like he has um he has this device um the if where basically you can go back to well here's what the the description says an if lets you see how things would have unfolded if somebody had made a different decision at a particular time 
So he's basically trying to fix his relationship with Harry, you know, see if they yeah. could have been friends. And he's going back to these points, you know, the point where they so met does he have to live in that point? Like if he goes back and changes no, something, no, just it's, see? it's a, it's just a C it's just like, okay. like you're, you're trying to, um, like it, it has to be, it has to be legit. Like it, like it, that it actually could have happened. Like that person could have made the choice um, yeah. and you can accept it. You oh, okay. like like you could choose to accept it if if you know it's so it's a way of like testing out things you could do or yeah. could have done and then going back to that point and being like okay I'm gonna live the life that 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 okay. caused basically so um so you know he's going back to like the point he met Harry and Madame Malkin's shop the point on the train when you know like they're like to see if they could sit together you know and every single time he goes back to these points and basically his younger self usually still is a jerk and screws it up, you know. (laughs) Happy ending? Yes, yeah. Um, And the secondary story is, is him and it's, it's a second magic thing with these mirrors and like, I don't, I don't want to give it away. It's a cool story. And the podfic is, well, it's a flat, like it's, it's very, you know, it's, it's, it's emotional because, and, and Draco's like frustration as it builds is really enjoyable as well. Um, It has, has really good pacing for that. Yeah, so um, worth definitely worth listening to um, because it's such a cool concept and and the podfic brings it to life really well. So, and the second one is also a two parter, um, and this is reparations and foundations, which were read by Six Shot Americano and written by Sarah's Girl, who we did as an author we did talk yeah. about earlier. Yeah, um, and. This is, it's a future fic where Harry is in healer training, um, and he's he's still in the trainee section, and then Draco is working in um, the kind of drug and alcohol ward. You know, he's kind of a counselor, I guess. Yeah. Um, oh, so, so, <laughs> yeah, it's really interesting because it's a very, like, calm and, like, basically he had a, it comes out over the story, but he had a drug um, dependency right after the war. And it was kind of part of the agreement of his trial that he would go to this program and then he would volunteer there for a year. And out of that volunteering, he ended up with a job because he turned out that he was good at it or whatever. Um, you know, obviously he could emphasize with the people and all that kind of stuff. So, um, and it's, it's people who it doesn't have to just be magical drugs. It's also like muggle drugs or alcohol or whatever. (laughs) Yeah, no, there's a whole thing about, so in addition to this storyline of like, Harry, as part of his kind of healer training, gets put in, you know, they do rotations, and he gets put in a rotation in the drug and alcohol ward, um, and so Draco is, like, his um, mentor or whatever. So there's that, yeah. but by the side of it, Ron is an Auror, and he's working on a case where somebody has created, like, an even worse form of this magical drug, and so they're also trying to change, and of course, suspicion falls onto Draco, because why wouldn't it? Um, and so there's that case, although they don't belabor that, which I quite enjoy, but there's that case running concurrent, um, and the two storylines tie together quite yeah. interestingly. And it's, it's a story, it's a story that's fairly gentle with Draco as far as like, like there's not a lot of angst between them. There's a lot of like discovering their past and Draco has this interesting past where with the chemical dependency that he did have and things like that. So I think that's quite cool. Um, the podfic is very thoughtful. Um, I don't. I don't know if I've listened to anything else by this reader and I don't know if she's still creating actually. I looked her up and like, it's not, this was on LJ. Um, oh, okay. I, 
And I think the most recent, so this is posted in 2010 as well. So a long time ago. Um, and weirdly the version on the archive says it's a work in progress, but, but it was finished because I had the yeah. end of it and it's on her LJ. Um, and this second one is like a 10 hour pod fig. <laughs> so it's another like huge um, endeavor. If you're listening to it, it's similar to the other one in that has that kind of same quiet emotional, but I mean, the second story is 236,000 words, right? Oh my God. Just think about that. It's insane. I want to wreck it just for that. Yeah. Like it's just insane. I've listened to the first one more than the second one. Cause I kind of enjoy some of the, I, I don't know. I just like the story better, I think. But, um, but yeah, I would recommend both. The third one that I have to wreck is Harry Potter and the Incredibly Organized Personal Assistant, <laughs> written by Meg Yall and read by Hannah Nobira. It's just a quick little 20-minute uh, podfic. It's really cute, really funny. It's, it's great for Hannah Nobira's voice, which is, is so, like, She's kind cute. of... Yeah, which is exactly, like, cute and funny, right? Um... And, and full of life, right? Uh, yeah. It's just a silly little story about how um, Harry's life is crazy because he's so famous and he needs a personal <clears throat> assistant. And, you know, they hire Malfoy because he's the only one who doesn't like, you know, kowtow. And he's <clears throat> awesome. And he he organizes his entire life. And then, of course, something happens and Harry's like, oh, my God, I need you. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> that's it. It reminds me very much of a very similar Brendan Spencer story, actually, which is a longer story, but is um, the same thing. Like, Brendan is Spencer's personal assistant, and yeah. he, like, runs his whole life, and it turns into, you know, like, he thinks he's just organizing his life, but actually, like, you know, they're just perfect. I've actually read this story a lot of times. Like, not yeah, this I think it's a common... Yeah. yeah, but it's... But this one is, is very cute, and the podfic is just you know it's just a really Adorable. fun like if you just want like a little pick me up it's it's a it's a great one for yeah. that like if you just want to be in a good mood just listen to this um <laughs> and that'll do it podfix from 2013 but i only listened to it pretty recently um i was just looking for something new and fun to wreck as in addition to all these kind of like biomas <laughs> from a million years ago you know yeah. um as we talk about you know how it's a fandom that's still producing things but yeah yeah. I suppose since it's from 2013, I didn't do that that well. <laughs> but anyway, I was swayed by Hannah Nobira's voice. Yeah. Well, I think that's about it for what we have time to discuss about Harry Potter. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so thanks for joining us for Harry Potter. And we'll see you next month for an episode about the AO3. Yes. We'll see yeah. you then. Bye. Bye. Bye.